It's all going to zero against Bitcoin. It's going up forever. You're against Bitcoin. You're against freedom. Good morning, everybody. We are back. Today is Wednesday, November 22nd in the year 2023. And big, big news. Binance is hit with the largest settlement in history at $4.3 billion after a three-year investigation and the admitting wrongdoing. And I think the most surprising part about this is CZ stepping down as part of the agreement. We will get in all of that stuff. Very interesting stuff when you get through the nitty gritty of what's going on about what the DOJ, the Department of, of Treasury is saying. Uh, interesting that CZ is able to retain majority ownership of Binance that although he won't be able to you know, be an executive leader of Binance, he can come back after three years. So he'll be hanging out in the shadows, uh, you know, but I think if you only celebrate CZ getting technically fired from Binance or rather stepping down from Binance and Binance getting hit with a huge fine. You are just playing checkers, guys. The 5D chess move is understanding that this is continuing to set a precedent a precedent for the DOJ and the U.S. Treasury to come after Bitcoin and self-custody in general. We've seen this happen all year long. We've been covering this for you guys constantly on the show. The first shot over the bow was the tornado cash them them arresting a developer for tornado cash of course attacking privacy the next one was fincen proposing new regulations or rather you know new uh new obligations for financial custodians out there for banking partners and of course they used the washington the washington wall street journal fake news article about hamas we will get all that covered on today. And I've been saying this for the show all year long, ever since we first saw the politicians come out attacking Bitcoin. You know, my favorite politicians out there, Brad Sherman and Elizabeth Warren, they constantly used the low hanging fruit examples of money laundering, financial terrorism. And if you guys watched the press release by the government, by the DOJ, the CFTC, the U.S. Department of Treasury, I couldn't even count how many times they mentioned financial terrorism, national security, a threat to the system. And so do not just latch on to the fact that as a Bitcoin only company, Bitcoin only maxis out there that, yes, another shit corner is wrecked, but. This is just setting the groundwork for them to come after all Bitcoin companies, all of you guys self-custing your Bitcoin and really, you know, kind of a little more conspiratorial, uh, probably clearing way for a Bitcoin ETF. The professionals out there have to clear way of the amateurs so that they can maintain their regulatory moat. And this is all on the backs of a fake news article by Wall Street Journal, they, as the saying goes, will not let an opportunity, a crisis to go unwasted. So we've seen the creep of institutions and they are continuing to creep and trample on our liberties, on our freedom, on our freedom to transact, on our first, second, fourth amendment rights. This is constantly going to play out moving forward and forward. But the silver lining as Bitcoiners is we are winning they are scared. 
and you just love to see it. I say it all the time. Can't ban Bitcoin. You can only ban yourself from Bitcoin. And anytime a government comes after Bitcoin, tries to ban Bitcoin, tries to control Bitcoin, it just goes to show why we need Bitcoin in the first place anyways. Well, welcome to Simply Bitcoin. We are your number one source for the peaceful Bitcoin revolution. We cover breaking news, culture, and memetic warfare. We bring on Bitcoiners from all around the world. From the biggest names to the everyday Bitcoiner, we got them all, and we will be your guide through the separation of money and state. All right, guys. Well, as you can tell, I am hosting this, but I am not alone. We got a very, very special and first co-host guest, I guess more co-host and guest. She is a part of Simply Bitcoin, internet selfie, Nico's baby mama, also content creator for us. So... I, I, I teed this culture up specifically for Sophie because I, I know maybe not every one of you guys is out there watching the shorts that we put out on YouTube, but Sophie's been on the ground, on the street level, talking with normies. I know I know we don't talk with normies anymore. We don't talk with the average person anymore. We, we're, we're a little detached from what a normal person thinks about Bitcoin, thinks about us, but Sophie's been doing these street interviews, so I got a few of them here, and then I'm just going to pick Sophie's brain and you know just ask you self uh what's the normal person think about us but let's save that for later how are you doing today great to yo have what is up i'm so happy to be here i've been wanting to do this for a long time i'm so excited and today's a really big news day so let's get into it Let's go. Yes. As everyone knows, there needs to be more women in Bitcoin. Well, Sophie is on the front lines. And the last time you were on here, I think I was on a plane and uh, I think you almost beat me out in a poll that that you should take my my spot here. No, don't worry. You still have a lot of loyal (laughs) followers. All of your fans got your back. And I love that. I think that loyalty is the most valuable trait in people so you know what like i'm glad that people people still voted you in well so <laughs> that's why I you bring, still have a job opti <laughs> oh my goodness I, I i bring a special very special vibe to the show a a some might say a highly regarded vibe to the show but and uh, i bring i bring the xx <laughs> chromosomes <laughs> <laughs> all right all right before we let this derail too much let's get into the numbers guys nico what did you do the bitcoin numbers is your bitcoin in cold storage really secure is your seed phrase really secure stamp seeds do-it-yourself kit has everything you need to hammer your seed words into commercial grade titanium plates instead of just writing them on paper don't store your generational wealth on paper Paper is prone to water damage, fire damage. You want to put your generational wealth on one of the strongest metals on planet Earth, titanium. Your words are actually stamped into this metal plate with this hammer and these letter stamps. And once your words are in, they aren't going anywhere. No risk of the plate breaking apart and pieces falling everywhere. Titanium stamped seeds will survive nearly triple the heat produced by a house fire. They're also crush proof, waterproof, non-corrosive and time proof. All things that paper is not allowing you to huddle your Bitcoin with peace of mind for the long haul. Stamp your seed on Stamp Seed. Let's go, guys. We made it easy for you guys. Scan the QR code. Actually, actually, before I forget, uh, Stamp Seed is doing Black Friday deals as we speak. I uh, was trying to find the exact discount, but you don't need a promo code. Just go to their website. If you've been thinking about getting yourself a Stamp Seed kit, 
Go to their website now. It will be going on until November 24th. Uh, and you get a discount. You don't need a promo code. Just go on. Everything is discounted until Black Friday. So if you've been on the fence for this, get yourself one at least by Friday. This is the cheapest it's going to be, guys. So anyways, let's get into the numbers. Of course, I am over here on Clark Moody's dashboard. And starting with my favorite number, the block height. TikTok next block. It's almost like Bitcoin works. It's almost like Bitcoin's unstoppable. We are at block height of 817,982. The Bitcoin price is currently $36,555. The sats per dollar, aka the Moscow time, aka how much your fiat dollar is worth in Bitcoin, aka how much Bitcoin you can buy for a single dollar is currently at 2,736 sats. Or for the bit maxis in the chat, 270 or yeah, 273 bits. Already getting confused. Anyways, the total percentage of Bitcoin that will ever be issued is currently at 93.09%. The market cap of Bitcoin in fiat terms is $714.6 billion. And Bitcoin's realized monetary inflation, taking fiat currencies to school at 1.75%, which will get cut down in April of 20 of yeah, April 20th, as of now, 2024. Uh, it's going to be the hardest currency in the world coming up in a few months. The Bitcoin versus gold market cap is 5.35%. The total public lightning capacity is 5,369.34 BTC. The hash rate the last 90 days is 431.8 exahashes. The pending fees, oh man, the pending fees currently at 21.65 BTC. So hopefully, guys... When the mempools start to clear out a little bit, you guys are consolidating your Bitcoin. You guys are not going to wait until the bull run because I think this is just a snapshot of what we are going to see. Moving into the future, block space is limited and people will want to get the transactions. And uh, right now, I think it's a little artificially bloated considering all these ordinal stuff. But it has a totally different conversation. Anyways, the blocks to having, having 22,018. And again, as of now, we are going to hit the meme number of April 20th, 2024. That would be absolutely beautiful to hit that meme number because meme is life and life is memes. All right, guys. So before we get into the news, I think it is very, very important to not only give context to everything going on in the world. We've been, we've been talking about this constantly on the show that the politicians, the bureaucrats, the central bankers, they would love to stop Bitcoin. They continue to gaslight the Bitcoin narrative, the, the Bitcoin message. They always pinpoint different reasons for Bitcoin or cryptocurrencies that are totally missing the mark. And I would argue that this is by design because if they really hit on the fundamental issue here, it is that inflation is getting out of control, that there is a small cabal of people in control of the money supply. They are they're printing our savings away. They're debasing currencies all around the world. The financial system is having trouble and they would like us to believe that you can control a complex system such as the economy. Well, considering that our news is going to be very Elizabeth Warren centric, I thought it was a good idea to play this video here. And you can see this. Nico posted this this morning. And I love the context here. It goes, the problem that Bitcoin solves is protecting individuals from currency debasement, Senator Warren. I bet you don't have the answer to that. Well, in this video, Elizabeth Warren directly talks about CBDCs. As you guys know, CBDC stands for Central Bank Digital Currencies, but really it stands for Central Bank Digital Control Mechanisms. And she does her best to gaslight the normie 
into believing that there is no reason for Bitcoin. And the goal of this show is constantly to show the hypocrisy and to show the real signal. The real reason why we want Bitcoin is so that they cannot steal our wealth, so that we have a censorship-resistant money, a digital money for the digital world, something that is hard cap that these politicians, central bankers, bureaucrats cannot just print into infinity, destroy our purchasing power, because we know they have to keep printing to keep the game going. Well, let's listen to Elizabeth Warren and let's see how her try to answer this question. What that banks do wrong, if you think we could improve that in a digital world, the answer is sure you could. But in that case, let's do a central bank digital currency. Are you there? Oh, for a central bank digital currency? Yeah. Yes. I think it's time for us to so move So essentially, because we're, I, you know, the thing is when you look at it, every piece of paper currency we issue, not with coins, but every paper currency has its own identity. Mm -hmm. So essentially, we're prepared for the blockchain now <laughs> with, with currency. Should that be how we build this? So I think of it as, again, what's the problem you're trying to solve? And if the problem you're trying to solve is fast, almost frictionless ability to send money across the country, do it rapidly, send it around the world be able to send it to your cousins in Argentina. If that's what you're trying to solve, a central bank digital currency does that. And you don't really need a stable coin for that. You've already got a dollar denominated. You don't really need a Bitcoin to be able to do that. So then the question becomes, so what is it that the Bitcoin, what problem is it solving for? And now we get into a very different space. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh my goodness. Uh, Elizabeth Warren. Does it not solve the same exact problem that she's describing? It's like as if she's pretending that Bitcoin doesn't do this. It's like as if she's pretending that Bitcoin doesn't do this and more because you can't just print more Bitcoin. Yeah. And, and really, like, it's funny how she keeps, oh, not only her, but it's funny how. Anyone that constantly talks bad against Bitcoin, first and foremost, they always say Bitcoin instead of crypto. When they when they talk about Bitcoin in general, they always use crypto. When they talk about Bitcoin as a negative, they always use Bitcoin. But I mean, what she, what was she saying? You know, frictionless payments. Yes, this is all we're doing here. All we care about is digital payments. It's like no, the problem that Bitcoin solves. And and let me pull up Nico's tweet again because of course we we don't miss an opportunity to dunk on a. Elizabeth Warren here. Uh, the problem that Bitcoin solves is protecting individuals from currency debasement, Senator Warren. And it's funny that they never touch on the inflation problem. They always talk about uh, interoperability. You know, oh, you can pay your your cousin in Argentina. Yeah, little little do does she mention the fact that you know, Argentina's inflation rate is uh, what 140 percent plus right now. She talked about stable coins. We know how much people enjoy stable coins because they are seemingly stable until. They aren't. It's because we are just so enthralled in the fiat world. We we are so entrenched with the idea that one dollar equals one dollar. When in actuality, what we're doing here is we want to hold something that cannot be debased by these people. That is outside of their control, so that they cannot continue to fund all the crazy stuff they they want to fund. That they literally print money out of thin airs to continue to do. And it's just ironic 
or rather hilarious that Elizabeth Warren doesn't touch on the fundamental problem. She always reframes the conversation into something that is not even why we're doing here. Like literally guys, everyone in the chat here for the most part could get on Zelle or Venmo or Cash App or whatever, PayPal. We all could have frictionless digital payments, but I find it hilarious that she not only touched on CBDCs, but she says, we don't even need Bitcoin. Just trust us, bro. We know what we're going to do here. Like we got your best interest in mind. A CBDC will solve all your problems. And it just goes to show that this is the framing that they will be using moving forward. They're going to try to gaslight as many people as possible. They're going to try to scare people out of Bitcoin, which we're going to show in the news what they're doing. But it's just it's absolutely hilarious that Elizabeth Warren doesn't like Bitcoin. But what does she like? Oh, she likes a CBDC. Like you couldn't make this stuff up. These are the people that these are your betters, quote unquote, that know what's best for you. It's. Oh, man, it's it's absolutely incredible that that this is where we are in the story. Anyway, Sophie, you have any other thoughts on this? Well, what I want to know is what the government is going to do and what Elizabeth Warren is going to say when they do create a CDBC. And ultimately, they'll have to be a lot more transparent about the times that they print money because everybody will be able to see it. It's not like they can just, you know, do it and then all of a sudden it pops up on some obscure chart. It's like, no, as you're buying the CDBC on whatever exchange or whatever platform on FedNow, you're going to be able to see that the market cap is just increasing and increasing and increasing and that your value, the, your, the, the value of your money is just going down and down and down. Bitcoin doesn't do that. You will never see Bitcoin's um bitcoin's uh supply increase unlike with a cdbc and furthermore they're going to be able to control how much you spend on certain things say that they say that they pass certain laws on you know how much you can spend on gas if they in the future they won't do this now but little by little they'll start incepting the public and telling them oh like maybe you know we we're gonna put a cap on gas so the amount of CDBCs that you can spend on gas this month has been limited and you no longer have free reign to spend on whatever you want. That is the danger of CDBCs is that they'll be able to not only see what you spend, but control how much you're able to spend. And that is very, very dangerous. Yeah. And I mean, like pushing back a little bit on what you said so they, they will not open source their cbdc that that won't be free-flowing information because of course it's always rules for thee but not for thee or rules for yeah rules for thee but not for me and they will just uh make sure that you don't peek behind the veil because uh you know the wizard the wizard of elizabeth warren knows best so here we are uh we know what they want to do they want to control everything about you and this is why we bitcoin guys anyways yeah, it just it just goes to show that there is no second best. It just goes to show that, you know, there is you're not going to be able to compete with Bitcoin on that level because people are going to wake up. This isn't like the 80s or the 70s where people didn't have access to information. Now we have the Internet. Now we can see the blockchain. We can see exactly who is transact, like, not who, but like what transactions are happening and you cannot be cheated. So if they're not giving you that information, you can actually, you know, the, like it, you're gonna choose Bitcoin. You're gonna choose a better system.
Yeah, you are right on it is all about control. Hence why I keep saying it is not a CBDC central bank digital currency. It is central bank digital control mechanism. Anyways, guys, we want to see you in Nashville. We are going to take over Nashville next year, July 25th, 27th of 2024 at the Bitcoin conference. We want to see you there. You guys say it every single year. And I, and I constantly say this because I always hear it like, oh, the prices are too expensive. We'll get your ticket now because you're going to FOMO into the conference. You can use promo code simply on their website and get a discount. We will see you in Nashville. Can't wait to get in Nashville, Tennessee. I haven't been there before. And I, I keep hearing all the Bitcoin media guys over there telling me that it's the place to be. So we'll see you July 25th through the 27th when we take over. Anyways, guys, let's get into the news. The Daily News. I want to give a shout out to our sponsor, Foundation Devices. It's self-custody done right. They built a premium grade hardware wallet called Passport right here in the US. It's fully open source and verifiable. It's the most intuitive Bitcoin wallet designed with a UX reminiscent of a simple feature phone. So you will know how to navigate it and use it the moment you pick it up. Get your Bitcoin off exchanges and into your into your own hands in just a few minutes. Experience the peace of mind that comes with taking ownership of your own keys. After a massive sellout during Bitcoin Miami 2023, the passport is back in stock at foundationdevices.com. Bitcoin only, open source verifiable, completely air gap security model, gorgeous design craft, premium grade materials. If you're thinking about getting your Bitcoin off exchanges, this is the one for you. Check out the passport link in the show notes below to learn more. Or I've always said this is to scan the, the QR sexiest. code. Let's see this. Say it. Say it, self. This is the sexiest wallet that you will ever own look at this it's giving nokia it's giving small it's giving camera high tech you're not going to need another another wallet this is it this is even your boomer parents can use this so scan the qr code use the code simply and uh let's get on with wow the news. <laughs> wow you know selfie we need you to redo that ad absolutely killed it all right, all right. <laughs> anyways guys let's get into some serious talk here okay so I'm going to go into a lot of the weeds here. I'm going to go in depth on this uh, topic of, of course, Binance getting slapped with $4.3 billion settlement, CZ getting stepping down. I wouldn't say fired. He's stepping down from his CEO position. But I want to start with a clip from this press release. And you can see here it was posted on the Swan account, the DOJ press release, uh, full statements from Attorney General Merrick Garland, Security of the Treasury Janet Yellen, Deputy Attorney General Lisa Monaco, and Chairman Rostin ben Benham of the CFTC in regards to this Binance news. And remember what I said, what we've been saying on the show. Remember the tornado cash story. Remember the Hamas story from the Wall Street Journal. Remember the FinCEN proposals. And all this is happening in a relatively short time at the very end of the year. Well, just listen to this opening statement here. 
and make up your mind for yourself of where they are trying to angle this. What precedent are they are they setting by taking down Binance? What is the end goal? Don't just look one step ahead because that is playing checkers, guys. We're playing 5D chess here, and we've been covering it all year that we are in the then they fight you stage. It's not a direct attack on Bitcoin, but they are doing their best to maintain the regulatory mode. So let's watch this two-minute clip. There's a lot being said in here, and you can hear it for themselves, what they want to do and their framing. Nance has agreed to plead guilty to willfully violating the Bank Secrecy Act, knowingly failing to register as a money transmitting business, and willfully violating the International Emergency Economic Powers Act. These laws ensure that our financial institutions are not available to designated terrorist organizations, drug traffickers, and sanctioned nation states that threaten public safety and our national security. The Justice Department is requiring Binance to pay $4.3 billion in penalties and forfeitures. This is one of the largest penalties we have ever obtained from a corporate defendant in a criminal matter. The Justice Department is also imposing a monitorship as well as reporting requirements on Binance as part of today's resolution. Moving forward, Binance must file the suspicious activity reports that were required by law. The company is required to review past transactions and report suspicious activity to federal authorities. This will advance our criminal investigations into malicious cyber activity and terrorism fundraising, including the use of cryptocurrency exchanges to support groups such as Hamas. While this historic plea is an important measure of accountability, we know that corporations only act through the individuals who run them. That is why we have also filed a felony charge against and secured a guilty plea from Chang Peng Zhao for willfully violating the Bank Secrecy Act. As C CEO of Binance, Zhao willfully violated federal law that requires financial institutions to guard against money laundering and terrorist financing. Zhao, who resides, resides outside of the United States, entered his plea in person in the United States District Court for the Western District of Washington earlier today. All right, guys. So I think it's pretty fair to say that just covering the CZ Binance news, it, it's kind of noise if, if we're really talking about, you know, we do our best to avoid the, the shitcoin channels, the shitcoin exchanges. But I think the important signal here is the framing. So before I get into uh, di di uh, digesting the framing here investigating what they're saying. Let's read their press release coming out the U.S. Department of the Treasury. I think there's a lot of signal here. It will be a little more reading than usual, but there's a lot that we need to cover just from this press release alone. So the headline is, U.S. Treasury announces largest settlements in history with world's largest virtual currency exchange, Binance, for violations of U.S. anti-money laundering and sanctions law. And you can see here the first 
first sentence here is FinCEN settlement of $3.4 billion and OFAC settlement of $968 million are the largest for each IRS uh, criminal investigation leads to Department of Justice action. So going into the press release, the U.S. Department of the Treasury through the Financial Crimes Enforcement Network, FinCEN, the Office of Foreign Asset Control and IRS Criminal Investigation has taken unprecedented action to hold Binance Holding LTD and its affiliates collectively Binance accountable for violations of the U.S. anti-money laundering and sanctions law that protect American national security and the integrity of the international financial system. Binance is the world's largest uh, virtual currency exchange responsible for an estimated 60 percent of centralized virtual currency spot trading. Today, Binance settled with FinCEN and OFAC for violations of the Bank Secrecy Act and apparent violations of multiple sanctions programs. The violations include failure to implement programs to prevent and report suspicious transactions with terrorists, including Hamas, al qassam brigades, Palestinian Islamic Jihad, Al-Qaeda, and the Islamic State of Iraq and Syria, ransomware attackers, money launderers, and other criminals, as well as matching trades between U.S. users and those in sanctioned jurisdictions like Iran, North Korea, Syria, and the Crimea region of Ukraine. By failing to comply with AML and sanctions obligations, Binance enabled a range of illicit actors to transact freely on the platform. Today's settlements are part of a global agreement simultaneous with Binance resolution of related matters with the Department of Justice and the Commodities Futures Trading Commission. Binance turned a blind eye to its legal obligations in the pursuit of profit. Its willful failures allowed money to flow to terrorists, cyber criminals, and child abusers through its platform, said Secretary of Treasury Janet L. Yellen. Today's historic penalties and monitorship to ensure compliance with U.S. laws and regulations mark a milestone for the virtual currency industry. Any institution, wherever located, that wants to reap the benefits of the U.S. financial system must also play by the rules that keep us all safe from terrorists, foreign adversaries and crime or face the consequences. FinCEN settlement agreement assesses a civil money penalty of $3.4 billion, imposes a five-year monitorship and requires significant compliance undertakings, including to ensure Binance's complete exit from the United States. OFAC settlement agreement assesses a penalty of $968 million and requires Binance to abide by a series of robust sanctions, compliance obligations, including full cooperation with the monitorship overseen by FinCEN to ensure that Binance fulfills the terms of its settlement, including that it does not offer services to U.S. persons, and to ensure that illicit activity is addressed. Treasury will retain access to books, records, and systems of Binance for a period of five years through a monitor. Failure to live up to these obligations could expose Binance to substantial additional penalties, including a $150 million suspended penalty, which would be collected by FinCEN if Binance fails to comply with the terms of the required compliance undertakings and monitorship. The monitor will oversee remedial undertakings necessary to address Binance's failure to comply with its anti-money laundering and sanctions obligation. The monitor will also conduct periodic reviews and report to FinCEN, OFAC, and the CFTC on its findings and recommendations to ensure Binance's ongoing compliance with the terms of the settlement agreement. Today's unprecedented actions underscore Treasury's committing to promoting compliance within the virtual currency
cryptocurrency industry, including by actively enforcing AML and sanctions law. Treasury's authorities to enforce those laws are broad, reaching a wide range of misconduct and can apply to both U.S. and foreign persons. Wherever located, virtual currency exchanges and financial technology firms should, like any other financial institution, ensure that they adopt a managerial commitment to compliance at the very top and that risk-based programs and controls are integrated effectively into their platforms and technology from day one. Treasury work close, and this is, I think this is uh, a nugget here as well. Treasury work closely with counterparts at DOJ, including the Criminal Division's Money Laundering and Asset Recovery Section, the National Securities Division's Counterintelligence and Export Control Section, and the U.S. Attorney's Office for Western District of Washington, as well as the CFTC. A three-year coordinated action by basically every ABC institution that America has. Anyways, there you hear the framing, but I want to point out a few things that FinCEN is arguing here, and it is the reasons for them clamping down on Binance. And you can see it here, guys. It goes, uh, as a money service business, Binance was required to report suspicious transactions to FinCEN through suspicious activity reports, aka SARS. FinCEN's investigation revealed that Binance former chief compliance officer told personnel that the CEO's policy was not to report such activity, and Binance never filed a single SAR with FinCEN. And Binance willfully failed to report well over 100,000 suspicious transactions that it processed as a result of its deficient controls, including transactions involving terrorist organizations, ransomware, child sexual exploitation, material frauds and scams. And here they lifted, listed them all out. Terrorist financing. Binance failed to report to FinCEN transactions associated with terrorist groups, including Al-Qaeda, the Islamic State of Iraq and Syria, a.k.a. ISIS, Hamas, Al-Qassam brigades and Palestinian Islamic Jihad. There was ransomware despite being one of the largest receivers of ransomware proceeds and transacting in millions of dollars of ransomware proceeds from attacks involving at least 24 different strains of ransomware. Binance failed to report these transactions. Child sexual abuse materials. Binance never reported transactions with websites devoted to selling child sexual abuse materials, including dark sandals and dark neck market scams and other illicit activity. Despite sending and receiving virtual assets proceeds from large scale hacks, account takeovers, and darknet markets dealing in illegal narcotics, counterfeit, and fraud-related goods and services, as well as other illegal contraband. Binance never reported any such transactions. And the next one with OFAC is about sanctions. And they talk about the how uh, they had to work together with the criminal investigation of the IRS to make this happen. But the signal is very clear. And Janet Yellen said this again in the press release. If you guys want to watch the whole video, I can drop the the... the the link in the show notes for you guys. But Janet Yellen says, if you want to operate in the U.S., they must play by the rules. And if they do not, the U.S. will take action. It is becoming very clear that they are coming after not only shitcoiners or unregistered securities, but Bitcoin in general. We've been covering this in the, U in the EU, everywhere around the world. They do not want an escape route. They do not want an exit hatch because they know that once people escape, they are not coming back. And the only thing they really have is the control of information and the control of your transactions. Again, as I always say, it's all about the money. It's always been about the money. And money is always the funnel that gets clamped down. And I have here CZ's tweet 
where he talks about him leaving Binance. You guys could read this on Twitter, but I think it's very interesting that at the very bottom it, here is CZ's you know claim to fame. Here he's like, I can't see myself being a CEO during a startup again. Uh, I may be opening uh, some coaching, some mentoring. If for nothing else, I can at least tell them what not to do. On that note, I am proud to point out that in our resolutions with the U.S. agencies, they do not allege that Binance misappropriated any user funds and do not allege the Binance engaged in any market manipulation. Your funds are Safu, which I think is him kind of differentiating himself from FTX and that whole debacle. Well, this is a totally different beast, I would say. Uh, you know, I'm not a big fan of CZ, of Binance, of shitcoinery in general, but it's becoming very obvious that this is some precedent that is being set by the DOJ, the Department of Treasury, FinCEN, OFAC, to basically scare everyone into compliance, to show that, hey, we still are the big dogs in the room. And if you want to have the U.S. market, well, you're going to have to pay to play. And here we go. Uh, apparently, CZ was released on a $175 million bond. He will have to go to court eventually, and we'll see how this all plays out. But the interesting nugget of all of this is the fact that we had the DOJ, the Department of Justice, CFTC, all of them frame that this big win of knocking down Binance, making them pay the largest settlement in history, of getting CZ to step down was because of financing terrorism, of money laundering. And I've been saying this on the show for I don't even know how long now, that they will use the same low-hanging fruit examples of money money laundering, financing terrorism. You know, They even use uh, child abuse material. They use ransomware. They use hacks. They're, they're throwing everything they can to scare the normie away from Bitcoin, to make it seem like everything we're doing here is nefarious. But I find it hilarious that the Wall Street Journal rolled out their own article. Binance founder Cheng Peng Zhao agrees to step down, plead guilty. Zhao's crypto exchange will also admit wrongdoing and agree to pay $4.3 billion in fines. Well, this is what, a week or two after the fact that Wall Street Journal dropped this fake news article about Hamas militants behind Israel attack, raised millions in crypto that was fully debunked. And I have Sam Callahan here. We, we covered this in the past. But it was confirmed that chain analysis just destroyed their numbers. It turns out that they said there was $82 million that was used to finance terrorist groups. But in reality, it was a $450,000 that was used. And I'm not here to to nitpick about, you know, what group is what and, you know, who's a terrorist or whatever. I am just here to point out the hypocrisy that they're still using the corporate press to implement things that go against our liberties our freedoms and it just it's absolutely mind-blowing that they reference hamas and financing terrorism in this press release when we know it was fake news when we know it was completely debunked not only by chain analysis but by other companies by you know sam callahan did this great tweet and it just goes to show we, we've been covering this since this news came out and here, I'm going to reference Preston Pish again. Bitcoin is anti-totalitarianism, how to protect financial freedom in an age of market manipulation and policy overreach. I'm just going to hit on a few points because there, there's so much here, guys. And, and it just, it really, in my opinion, trying to connect the dots that, hey, this isn't so much about CZ getting kicked out of Binance, Binance paying a fine for skirting US sanctions or regulations. This is about setting precedent so that they can come out after 
Bitcoin custody, Bitcoin exchanges so that they can maintain the regulatory moat, or as a lot of people are saying, so that they can clear out the amateurs, bring in the professionals, release their Bitcoin ETF, and you know, trust BlackRock and all them with your Bitcoin ETFs because they know what's better. They, you know, they know how to run finances better than you. It's it's not them that got us in this position. It's uh, you know, Beyonce and Taylor Swift that is causing inflation. Everything else but the fact that they are printing obscene amount of money. So let's get into this article from Bitcoin Magazine. Preston Pish goes, in the face of ongoing challenges to our cherished freedoms, it is imperative to critically examine the forces at play that threaten the very fabric of democracy. The ideals of freedom and open markets are at risk of being undermined by influential political forces seeking to impose oppressive order and control in the name of security. This article delves into the pressing need to fix our manipulated markets, protect Bitcoin and its inherent anti-totalitarian qualities, and inform U.S. policymakers that Democrats values are what's at stake. And this was before we got these. I think this was actually right when we got the FinCEN proposal that we were covering this. And you can see President Pish is over the target. The newest assault on financial freedom in Bitcoin. In a recent letter from Senator Elizabeth Warren and numerous, numerous congressional members, they leverage international crisis to further their own political agenda and curtail financial freedoms. Armed with a freshly published fake news article from Wall Street Journal that falsely suggests Hamas raised a significant sum of crypto funding to attack Israel, the truth couldn't be more obscured. The irony of this claim is that the public Bitcoin blockchain provides evidence that anyone can dispute, which is exactly what happened the day following the senator's letter to the president, as I explained with Sam Callahan. Moving down a little bit, the narrative on what was actually released depends heavily on the news outlet or political interest one consults, often resulting in biased and self-serving points of view. The irony, the stark contrast between politically manipulated numbers and the transparent reality a public blockchain provides underscores the urgent need for thorough factual analysis and the adoption of publicly verifiable monetary units like Bitcoin. Why is this so concerning? It's because the knee-jerk policy reactions based on false information and poor reporting can have devastating long-term impacts to the U.S. competitive economic position and, more importantly, the liberties and freedoms of the citizens. In what appears to be a coordinated policy response, now we know it was, one day after Senator Warren's letter, the U.S. Financial Crimes Enforcement Network, a.k.a. FinCEN, came out with a proposal for special measures regarding convertible virtual currency mixing and labeled it a primary money laundering concern. Based on all the information contained in the FinCEN proposal, it opens the door for expansive policy to infringe on the rights of individuals. For example, the increased surveillance and potential loss of privacy could subject individuals running Bitcoin full nodes to unprecedented security. And again, the last thing, a call to action from Preston Pish. So what do totalitarian governments embrace? They embrace control. Such a control is often established through small and incremental changes that mask a deeper trend and direction that citizens don't notice, as we are seeing happen in, in real time. This progression ultimately leads to absolute control. Now, what is the paramount lever to pull if a government was interested in absolute control? That's right, the money. Because money is the energy that fuels every action and desire of the individual citizen. Therefore, let me be very clear. You will not be a totalitarian government by becoming more totalitarian. America was founded on the principle of individual rights and freedom. Those freedoms in turn created the strongest economy and most powerful nation on the planet. It is the very freedoms that are at risk with knee-jerk policy decisions to remove your individual rights in the name of security. And they 
very much did that, guys. Do not get lost in the weeds. They literally said threat to national security in that press release multiple times. They reference financial terrorism, anti-money laundering, that Bitcoin and, and Binance at large is a threat to the international financial system. And it's just absolutely incredible that not only have we been talking about this, but anyone that is awake knows exactly what's going on. These knee-jerk policy decisions to remove your individual rights in the name of security. It's always the same, same low-hanging fruit example. And in the face of an unstoppable tide that is Bitcoin and decentralized finance, it is paramount that we as a society, and particular as citizens of the United States, recognize the critical crossroads we find ourselves. The trajectory of Bitcoin's innovation and adoption will continue with or without the active participation or understanding of any single nation. The question that remains is whether we will be leaders or laggards in this inevitable financial evolution. And again, Nico's not here, but he summed it up perfectly in a tweet. The amount of times they mentioned terrorism during the DOJ press conference regarding Binance was striking. They claimed that the platform and crypto was used to fund Hamas, just like the bogus Wall Street Journal did a couple weeks ago. GZ definitely did some shady stuff with Binance, but from my perspective, they also took advantage of the situation to try to achieve their ultimate end goal. Stop Americans from taking custody of their Bitcoin. And we are not the only ones that are hitting on this theme because I find it very interesting that everyone on Twitter is just kind of celebrating CZ, a shit corner, getting knocked from his company. When in reality, what is going on is they are slowly but surely creeping to take away your right to custody your Bitcoin. They're going to figure out any legalese to do that. And this is a what a third step in the precedent to continue down that road. And here we got Marty Ben on TFTC, uh, the bent, Marty's bent. The charges against Binance and CZ are a misdirection play. This is pure projection. The U.S. government is the biggest perpetrator of financial crimes on the planet. And it's absolutely incredible that they can go out there and this press release and with a straight face say that we are the criminals here. Absolutely ludicrous hypocrisy. Anyways, let's dive into the first part of this uh, newsletter by Marty. Uh, it's it's hits a nail on the head. As I'm sure most of you are aware by now, earlier today or yesterday, the Treasury Department and the Department of Justice announced that they would reach a plea agreement with Binance and its CEO CZ for breaking anti-money laundering laws brought forth by the CFTC, purportedly helping Hamas finance their operations via their exchange. The plea deal entails the CZ pays a $50 million fine personally to the CFTC, and Binance pays more than $4.3 billion in fines, the largest fine ever levied by the Justice Department on a single corporate entity. When you take a step back and survey the field, this move makes sense and is a win-win for all parties involved. The market is eagerly awaiting the approval of the spot Bitcoin ETFs that have filed and are sitting on the desk of the SEC. The SEC comments to date have been clear that their biggest worry at the moment is offshore exchanges manipulating the price of Bitcoin. Binance is the largest exchange in the world and has successfully operated outside of the purview of the United States government until today. With this plea agreement, the offshore price manipulation problem is solved. CZ is able to get away with a relative slap on the wrist, and the Treasury and the Department of Justice are able to LARP about how they're protecting consumers at the end of the day. The result of all this will be the spot Bitcoin ETFs getting the green light, regulatory enforcement precedent that will be used to pressure companies in the space to make the experiences of their users much worse, and CZ getting a clean exit backstage where he will likely operate Binance from the shadows and reap the massive benefits that will come with the next bull market without spending the rest of his life loaded in a cage. This is a classic. Classic mis 
misdirection move that comes with the corrupt pay-to-play mechanisms that have become all too common in our fiat-denominated world. The Treasury and the Department of Justice don't actually care about protecting consumers. What they care about is the perception that they are actually doing something beneficial by taking care of Binance. Nothing makes this clearer than the fact that they have focused in on terrorist financing as the activity that they are preventing. If the Treasury Department and the Department of Justice truly cared about the end consumer, they would have lambasted Binance for leading their users to financial slaughter by incentivizing them to burn their hard-earned money on altcoin speculation. The focus on terrorist financing allows them to pretend that Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies are the medium of exchange of choice for terrorists, which will enable them to single out and scrutinize the industry even more even more moving forward. This is pure projection play because if the Treasury or the DOJ actually cared about preventing money laundering and terrorist financing, they would investigate themselves. It is very convenient that they're able to pick on Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. And we're seeing this, guys. And, you know, we know, hey, we do have Swan as a sponsor. We know that if you want to work in America, if you want to be an exchange, you have to follow KYC AML laws. But KYC and AML laws are the illegal action here. Why should we have to pinpoint everything that we need to do and, and tell these criminals what's going on with our transactions when they can't even audit themselves? How much money is the Pentagon lost? How much criminal activity have they been caught in? And yet they come out here and they say that, oh, Bitcoin is only for criminals when we constantly bring the receipts here that Bitcoin is hardly used for criminal activity. What it really is, is humans, average everyday people like us that just want to save in something that cannot get debased. And a kind of interesting tidbit uh, we got here, Will Paul Block, and he goes, this week, Blocks and 12 others, including Ledger, Coinbase, Lightspot, submitted a comment letter on the IRS proposed broker reporting rules focusing on self-hosted wallets. We argued that exempting wallets because they do not hold the requisite, requisite information cannot see and are not party to the relevant transactions for reporting purposes and do not have the same type of relationship with customers as traditional brokers. We also felt that the regulators, as drafted fundamentally, did not accurately take into account the nature of or purpose of self-hosted wallets. We therefore spent an extended period of time explaining wallets, wallet technology, and their role in the digital asset space. And shouts out the foundation as being one of them. We deserve to be able to self-custody Bitcoin. There's no law, there's no criminality against custodying Bitcoin, and they join this effort. It is your right to take Bitcoin into self-custody. There is nothing against this. And the fact that we are constantly being gaslit into Every politician out here telling us that we can't hold Bitcoin, that Bitcoin is only for criminals, it's absolutely ludicrous. We know the real criminals love the fiat dollar. And this is where we are in the fight, guys. They will continue to roll out these low-hanging fruit examples of money laundering, financing criminals, anything they can to scare a normie away from Bitcoin and further keep pushing different regulations, different proposals so that they can try to bottleneck Bitcoin. We know on and off ramps are the choke point. Remember choke point 2.0? But moving forward, I think we're going to see more and more and more of this. It has never been more important to take Bitcoin into custody, make people download Bitcoin wallets, explain to them what is going on, explain to them the hypocrisy because they are actively fighting Bitcoin, guys. Yes, they may have a victory by taking down CZ, but do not get it twisted. They will be coming after Bitcoin soon. They are laying the rails. They're laying the groundwork so that they can come after Bitcoin custody and Bitcoin in general. And it's one of these moments like bring it on, 
can't stop Bitcoin. You can only stop yourself from using Bitcoin. And as an American and, and one that would like to see America first, it's absolutely disgusting that we're seeing these kleptocrats in Washington roll this out as this is for national security. This is for our safety, when in reality, it's to maintain their moat, maintain their control. And it's just very unfortunate that we're going to see a lot of people get caught up in this, get gaslit. And just here we are, guys. Anyways, I went way long. So much stuff to cover. I'm sure there's some other stuff that we could have covered. But again, you know, in the, in the thought of time here, I had to keep it kind of quick. Anyway, Sophie, what's your thoughts on this? Wow, I have so many thoughts. I actually took some notes. Um, I feel that all of this started, all of this abuse by the government started when the Patriot Act was launched because it started off with good intentions. The road to hell is paved with good intentions as a way to protect Americans from terrorism. But now this law is being used to sanction countries and more sanction individuals and make the claim that because these countries are sanctioned, they are also terrorist individuals that you, they're going to control, they're going to basically launch financial war on these individuals. And my my question in all of this is, where does the $4.3 billion go? Who is actually using that money? What politicians are using that money and what are they using it for? Is it going to be a drop in the bucket for the ever-increasing deficit that we have in this country? Because... That's not going to do anything for the people that actually it, it's kind of like a slap in the face that they're going after these people when they haven't even fixed the deficit themselves. And and I agree with Punk Floyd. I doubt that they had good intentions in the long run, but that's the way that they framed it to the American people. Um, and the way that I see this is that in this peaceful revolution, in this war against fiat, the best way that we can fight is by opting out. It's not money laundering if you never sell your Bitcoin. And if we get other people to adopt a Bitcoin standard and to actually keep their value in Bitcoin and stop selling their Bitcoin into fiat, then we have already won. There is absolutely nothing the government can do about individuals storing their value in self-custody. So the best thing that you can do is is actually buy Bitcoin, keep it in self-custody, and it is, it is the most revolutionary thing that you will do in your lifetime. Um, this this Patriot Act is is such a violation against the Fourth Amendment, and it's such a bogus excuse for them to be able to control people's finances, people's communications. It's it's actually insane that we've let it go on for this long. And um, I, I stand for peaceful non-compliance. We have to opt out. We have to buy Bitcoin. We have to keep it in self-custody. And we have to defund the real terrorists of this country, which are slowly becoming more and more the U.S. government. Perfect. Love it, Self. Uh, yeah, it's becoming very clear that the the people in power, they do not have your best interest in mind. They will use any example they can to maintain their control. Uh, you know, everyone and Nico himself always jokes and, and uh, trolls me about Chrissy Lagarde. And I always quote the if there is an exit route, people will use it. I think we are at the point 
where we can no longer be naive in thinking that they don't understand what they're doing. I think they actively know exactly what they're doing and they are, they're slow rolling this guys. They, they're not going to do one fail swoop and try to control Bitcoin because it would backfire on them. They know they cannot control Bitcoin, but what they can do is a slow creep slowly, but surely enact new and new rules, new and new obligations until they have fully captured Bitcoin. And as we see this Bitcoin ETF, get rolled out soon. I, I think it's becoming more and more important than ever to get people to download Bitcoin wallets, save in Bitcoin, understand what is going on, understand that they are asleep at the wheel and the people in suits on television do not have their best interest in mind. Anyways, we got to get into the culture. But before I do that, guys, get to Kaboom Racks. If you've been thinking about buying or selling your ASICs or even hosting your ASICs, get in touch with the boys over at KaboomRacks.com. My, my personal friend, Alex of Kaboom Racks. He will, he will walk you through getting the best ASICs. I, he's been tweeting that he's never been more busy. He's never been more excited, but also scared about what this bull run's going to happen. It's going to get super crazy. Download the Kaboom Racks software. But if you've been thinking about it, if you're on the fence, uh, I'm sure my boy Alex will tell you why you shouldn't be mining. But if you want to, get over to Kaboom Racks, buy and sell ASICs with them. And they will hold your hand and get you guys on board. All right, let's get to the culture. The Daily Culture. Brought to you by SwanBitcoin.com. Swan is the best way to build your Bitcoin stack with automated Bitcoin savings plans and instant purchases serving clients of any size from $10 to $10 million. We love Swan because they incentivize self-custody and dollar cost averaging. What are you waiting for? Visit SwanBitcoin.com today. All right, guys. Well... We have, I would maybe say now, the infamous internet selfie on with us today, co-hosting. And I'm sure a lot of you uh, boomers and millennials that watch us, or, or like myself, boomer millennials, uh, aren't watching the shorts. And so I wanted to play a few of them here because I think it's, it's interesting how just far down the rabbit hole we are as Bitcoiners, and we forget just what a normie or average person thinks about Bitcoin. Well, Sophie's been doing these interviews literally on the street, talking to normal people. And it's very interesting to hear their responses to Bitcoin and really just how uninformed they are. And not to dunk on anyone, but this is where we're dealing with. Like we're dealing with humans at the very end of the day. And as we covered in the show, the average person is just constantly getting gaslit into believing all kinds of crazy stuff about Bitcoin, and they, they aren't well-informed. Hence why I think it's so important to be doing Bitcoin-only media to constantly show the hypocrisy of the corporate press to do our best to give you guys signal so that people know what is going on, so that we bring on receipts and, of course, get the best, best practices in Bitcoin, of course, start accepting the ideas of freedom, that we're not just crazy people here, that like we have some basis in reality and we see where the future is going. And, of course, it is simply Bitcoin. So let me play a few of these, Soph, and if you want to jump in after each one, just let me know and, and I'll, I won't play the next one. So let's let's listen to a few of these shorts, guys. We read this article that says the massive inflation of the housing and stock market has made the average American household worth $193,000. Cap. Do you find that to be true in your life? No. 
No. <laughs> that doesn't sound right. I think that's cap. Do you buy any Bitcoin by any chance? No. No, I'm not very good with stock market stuff. I'm not good with stock market stuff either. But the good thing is this is so much better <laughs> than the stock market. This is actually like the best performing asset year to date. It's money that the government can't take away from you. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. I'll look into it. Thanks. Wow. Uh, I yeah. feel I feel like at the end, like money government can't take away from you. It's just like, wait, what? Like, uh, what? who are you? Weird cyber anon girl. Yeah, honestly, I feel like a Bitcoin evangelist in the truest sense when I go out and do these because people just look at you with the weirdest, strangest look. They are so skeptical that this is a real thing. They're like, money? That's mine? that the government can't take away from me, but what about the IRS? Like, that's like the first thing people talk about. It's it's almost a too good to be true technology. And that's why so many people associate it with the scam, not to mention that there are shit coins that have completely ruined the the reputation of Bitcoin, in my opinion. Um, just the fact that that it's something that people cannot conceive to even be true is is kind of the first step in breaking that barrier okay now i, I think this one these guys might be bitcoiners kind of let me, let me I, no they're not okay well one of them was so in that one one of them was and then the guy who uh looks like rico suave with a kind of <laughs> semi-suit there um he was he's a hedge fund manager i don't know he's okay. like into stocks yeah, and let, stuff let's like play that this. let's play this and then we'll get some context do you buy bitcoin i just bought actually recently yeah i'm buying as long as it keeps going up i like i like that it's a unregulated market they're trying to regulate and bring a new etf i think yeah now that this etf is coming out you know i feel like people are becoming a little bit more comfortable What's with your it opinion on that though like having having a regulated etf in an unregulated market if it gets Gets people to start buying Bitcoin, that works for me. It's it's opening the door. Everybody who's ever bought Bitcoin has had to start somewhere. I like to have a plan and go into it knowing when I'm gonna put more money in and when I'm gonna pull out. Oh, pause. Yeah, well, with this, like I said, there's cycles. That that logic does apply, but you're gonna have to study the yeah. cycles. Yeah, for sure. If you keep buying and selling, then you have to pay your taxes on it. Yeah, no, but if it's a long-term capital game. Oh, I, I, I agree with you. I think the long-term vision is better. Yeah. Thank you, guys. <laughs> the the so, pause. <laughs> oh, yeah, cracking me up. Yeah, I know. I know. Never sell. Never sell. Um, I'm telling you, like, the best thing you can do in this peaceful revolution is just never sell. Keep your money on, you know, self-custody and just wait. Wait. Because <laughs> it'll come. Like, eventually, everybody will wake up and just be like, what have I been doing using dollars this whole entire time when I could have been trading peer-to-peer -peer with Bitcoin? But anyway, um... The context behind that, it was, I mean, obviously these are shorts that get edited down and these conversations can sometimes go for like five or 10 minutes where I start, you know, debasing every single point that they have. And so they talk about, you know, what happens when you when you sell your Bitcoin, like you have to pay taxes on that or you have to do this or you have to do that. And it's like, you know, Yes, you do. But if if the if the fact that you made money, if number go up is the thing that gets people to wet their feet in the pool of Bitcoin, then I think that that's a step forward, because once people benefit from Bitcoin, they will be like, OK, I made money on this ETF. 
but what is Bitcoin really? And then they start looking into it. They start falling down the rabbit hole and they are incentivized by the fact that they made some money in the short term to perhaps make a more long term plan to hold Bitcoin. And, you know, people get in at different times. It's different for everybody. Some people started shit coining at the beginning and then they they learned the hard way. So maybe this is the more traditional investors way of learning about Bitcoin. And honestly, I'm cool with that. As long as people begin and they start to learn about it, I think that it's it's a positive introduction. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, it's very interesting. Like once you go down the rabbit hole, uh, as you can tell, most people don't know what's going on with Bitcoin. And of course, most people don't have the time to study Bitcoin but once you go in, people don't even know what's going on with money. People <laughs> exactly. have no idea. People have people don't know how an iPhone works. Like that's always the the argument that I like to make. People don't know how an iPhone works yet. There are billions of people around the world that use an iPhone. Yeah. You know what I'm and, saying? And then so once, like, once they get into Bitcoin, there's no going back to fiat. Anyways, let's do this last one. And then I want to ask you just a very generic question. We are out on the street asking people, do you buy Bitcoin? I have. I have not, but I have bought crypto before. Okay. There's a new BlackRock spot ETF that's coming out. That's going to put Bitcoin on traditional markets. Do you think that you would be more comfortable or like people who you know would be more comfortable buying Bitcoin if it was on a traditional market? Like if you could just buy it off of Charles Schwab or E-Trade or any of those platforms? Yeah. Okay, cool. Thank you. If we were to see it on more traditional platforms, I think it would make people more comfortable. College students, so my budget not gonna stretch far enough for me to buy any like real big piece. But now you're actually getting me interested to do a lot more research on it, though. All right, thank you so much. Wow, self doing Satoshi's work out there. Uh, but as you can tell, like most people just haven't been exposed to the Bitcoin signal. And I think we all had to get exposed to Bitcoin at least like, you know, minimum three to five times before we finally took that final leap. And I think we're getting to that point where it's more, com more conversation happens around Bitcoin as it does get legitimized. Like I know we here at Simply Bitcoin and in the chat, we do not advise you guys to put money into Bitcoin ETFs. It is paper Bitcoin. Do not do that. But there is a semblance of legitimacy that comes with that. And you can see in real time that people are like, oh, wow, okay. I, I thought this was just, uh, you know, internet nerd money. I thought this was just money for terrorists. I thought this was just money for drug dealers. And it's like, no, guys, it's so you do not get your, your savings debased. Anyways, the generic question, Self, is, like you've been doing these interviews. Give me a generality on wh what do you think uh, an average person thinks about Bitcoin today after all these conversations that you've had on the street? So the average person just simply does not know about Bitcoin. And that is the biggest hurdle that I've had to get through. Even when I go, go up to people and I ask them, hey, can I ask you a question for my YouTube channel? They say, um, What's the question about? And once I say Bitcoin, they're like, I don't know anything about Bitcoin. I don't want to be on camera. 
it, people people are turned off by what they do not know. And that's why I'm such an advocate of getting Bitcoin into the ears and into the minds of people by any means necessary, even if it means by shilling an, an ETF, a paper Bitcoin. OK, yes, I get it. It's not real Bitcoin. It's not what I would buy. It's not what I would advise anybody who I love to really buy. But if that makes the average person more comfortable and if that will make the average person start to look into what Bitcoin really is because they have now a stake in Bitcoin in their minds, um, I think that that's positive marketing for Bitcoin. And I think that we have to be a little bit more open minded because of how closed minded the average individual is. And they don't understand how any of this works. They don't care to understand. Bitcoin is an inconvenient solution to a very big problem that has made money very convenient. So <laughs> I like this. Has Does Miss <laughs> Sophie ever tell them to have fun staying poor? I've actually thought about doing that as content. Um, Just like being like, hey, do you buy Bitcoin? No. Okay, have fun staying poor and seeing people's reaction. But um, I'm not trying to get... Uh, people to hate on Bitcoin. I mean, on, on Bitcoin or on Bitcoiners, but um, <laughs> we gotta be nice to the normies, yeah, guys. You Come gotta on, be nice, that's the point. Bro. You gotta be nice. You gotta make Bitcoin fun, sexy, cool. That is the whole thing. Like if you start like the, the next uh, short that's going to come out, the next interview is me asking people, do you think Bitcoiners are annoying? And how, what can we do? <laughs> <laughs> what can we do to unbearable. be less annoying? Yeah, I know we're unbearable, but it's because we're trying to save you. We're trying to tell you how to preserve your wealth and your value and how to stop getting screwed by the US government and by the Fed. I promise we're trying to help you. I just I know that we're annoying about it. It's like we're a parent and the rest of the world are a bunch of teenagers. But, you know, whatever. Eventually, people will get it the hard way. <laughs> yeah, actually, uh, Nico called me this morning. We were all on the phone and uh, he kind of brought up a good idea. And I think it relates here. And I know we got to go to the meme review, but uh, there was a point when Internet Sophie wasn't a Bitcoiner and she had a crazy boyfriend named uh, Nico Jones and he would rant about Bitcoin constantly. So what's it like? I don't know, getting orange pilled by your significant other. Like, is this is this what we got to do? We we just all as Bitcoiners have to make our girlfriends or imaginary girlfriends Bitcoiners. Like, what? How how's that road been? And then uh, I guess maybe add on to how's it, how is it being uh, soon to be married to a adamant crazy quote unquote crazy Bitcoiner? Um. Well, that's first of all, that's why I have so much empathy towards people who don't know about Bitcoin, because I just I, I've been there before and I'm I try to take the softer approach uh, because I don't know these people. They're strangers on the street and I don't want to get punched in the face. But um, what does it feel to date a Bitcoiner and to now almost be married to one? Um, it's been a roller coaster ride herself. And being and becoming a Bitcoiner myself, I mean, it's been a huge roller coaster ride. There have been so many moments of doubt and there have been so many questions that I've had to search the answers for because I myself didn't know anything about Bitcoin. And I had to, like, really take that step forward to find out about not just Bitcoin, but about the monetary system, how, you know, how 
the what money is backed by, how everything works in the financial system. And I I think that it has been a very humbling experience because I was not aware of how much I didn't know. And at some point I, I went through a little bit of depression because I thought, wow, like my whole entire life has been a lie. And it could have been so much better a few years ago if I had just bought Bitcoin and if I had not trusted these institutions that told me to trust them my whole life. Um, and so, you know, now I question everything. Now I, you know, I look at the thing, my actions a lot more carefully, everything from the food that I eat to the content that I consume to the way that I'm going to be able to raise my daughter and and the way that i'm going to to you know just go about being a mother it has completely changed every other aspect of my life because it has forced me to look at things with a little bit more of a critical mind instead of just going along with what everybody tells you and when you fix that base layer of society which is money and nico says this all the time it trickles down into other aspects of your life and eventually it trickles down into culture it trickles down into politics and that's why buying bitcoin and having it in self-custody understanding how the world actually works, not from what they tell you, but from what you can deduce with your own mind is so important in today's day and age. A lot of people are just brainwashed by what they see on social media and on TikTok and what the mainstream media tells them to believe in. And they've forgotten how to actually form critical thought. And I think that Bitcoin has dismantled and has lifted the curtain for me and has allowed me to to actually like see things for what they are and not for what I've been told they are. Love it, Self. Well, I guess as the meme goes, Bitcoin changes you, you don't change Bitcoin. Each one of us is constantly, whether we know it or not, a walking billboard for Bitcoin and we're exposing the world to what Bitcoin is by just the way you live and, and the, your viewpoints and being a successful human in, in general. So, you know, we got a long road ahead as Bitcoin educators, but hopefully we can do a small part in continuing to orange pill the masses, get to the Bitcoin remnant, to show people there is an alternative to what's going on and hopefully wake up just that person that's on the edge. You know, they're, they're, they just need a little push. Sometimes they just need a little push, a little loving, compassionate push towards becoming a Bitcoiner because I think, it's becoming clear that most people are starting to wake up. They're starting to feel the pain. They're starting to understand, wait, everything is not exactly as I'm being told. So here we are. Anyways, Internet Sophie, good to have you on the show. Thanks for the insight. Let's get into the meme review. The Daily Meme Review. All right, you guys know the deal. Tag me on Twitter at Simply Bitcoin TV. Drop them in our Telegram group, t.me slash Simply Bitcoin TV. Tweets are the bullets, memes of the artillery. This is the meme review where we distill everything we say into pictures and memetics. We are in a memetic war right now. It is an information war. Continue to get the calls of action out there. Continue to ridicule the corporate press. Continue to make the funnies so your friends and family know why we do what we do. Anyways, the first meme here is by Bitcoin Archive, aka at BTC underscore archive. And I thought this was a fitting one considering all the stuff going on in the news. And if you guys know, 
John McAfee is an absolute legend, uh, just a legend in his own right, let alone as being a part of the Bitcoin and even, I guess, the shitcoin space at large, but just an absolute legend. I watched his Netflix video, like his documentary, and it's, dude, this guy is 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 a character, absolute animal, rest in peace, or maybe allegedly rest in peace. I don't know what's going on. Anyways, we've got a picture here of John McAfee with the Bitcoin logo, and it goes, you can't stop Bitcoin. It's like trying to stop gunpowder. And you guys know my one of my favorite memes is safety and people will adopt bitcoin like gunpowder via necessity and you cannot isolate yourself from the consequences of someone holding a better money and everyone just doesn't know that bitcoin is the best money that they're holding melting ice cubes that feel as trash but they're waking up they're learning next meme is by at fe bitcoin he just goes hashtag bitcoin and we've got a picture here of cz with four fingers and it goes uh 4.3 billion dollars that is the fine that he paid that he's seemingly getting a slap on the wrist and just kind of walking away walking away and and for those that maybe aren't familiar a CEO stepping down from his position in in a you know a criminal case like this it's not like a new thing. And, and and just to be clear, at least, you know, maybe I'm putting on my tinfoil hat here. It's not like he's going to be completely gone out of Binance. This is just to save face. This is just to save the Binance brand. But he's going to be on the board. He still owns a majority of Binance stock. He can be an advisor and he can come back after three years. So, you know, this is probably just a little speed bump in the road. And, and Binance is, is probably going to maintain its position in the world but hey they're in some heat they're in some trouble they will be monitored for the next five years so it's going to be very interesting to see how this plays out anyways i got a lot of shit coin cz memes here guys you already know as bitcoiners we love to dunk we love taking a victory lap uh so these ones are a little you know maybe this is me dancing on graves whatever i i acknowledge this but these are some funny memes it's been a long year guys we've seen so much stuff happen in the shitcoin space and bitcoiners been calling it out the whole time anyways the classic here from the bitcoin therapist he goes hashtag bitcoin not crypto and you can see all the shitcoiners gambling at the craps table we got cz we got sbf we got richard hart mashinsky bitboy uh what's this guy uh Quan, uh, Vitalik, Zuzu, CSW, Roger Ver. Just a classic, classic video here or uh, meme here. Um, you know, it's it's also the hangover meme where they're gambling. And uh, if you're in shit coins, just know you're gambling. And if you want to make it through the great transition, you need to be holding some Bitcoin. Next meme, again, kind of continuing to dunk. Uh, we got O one O to 1 Bitcoin you go Kana on Twitter and he goes rip to shit corners salute. And we go Bitcoin, not crypto. And it's all the shit corners that are in Bitcoin heaven or shitcoin heaven that got wrecked its last year, you know, from FTX to Binance to BitBoy to Mashinsky and Celsius to Luna. It's been a crazy, crazy year, maybe crazy two years, three years really. But, uh, you know, the, the, there's been some fireworks ending this year, and I'm sure we are going to see more. Was CZ the final sacrifice for the bull run to really start commencing? 
I don't know. I asked everyone on Twitter yesterday and people were yelling at me like the bull run's been going on for 300 days, bro. Wake up. Well, yeah, you know, the price has been going up, but when God candles is what I meant. Anyways, here we got Tony, the bull BTC goes, show me the charts and I'll tell you the news. The Bitcoin bull run is here. And we have, when was this? Uh, Like November of 2020. We have Arthur Hayes from BitMEX CEO. Uh, what's it says? Leaves roll after U.S. charges. And you can see the price went absolutely nuclear in 2021. And here we are. Are we repeating the same cycle? Well, if you are reading tea leaves, uh, it looks very similar. And now we have the news of Binance Fender CZ agrees to step down and pleads guilty. So it looks like God candles are on the table. And maybe this was the final sacrifice we needed. Anyways, last CZ meme before I pivot a little bit to a little more Bitcoin friendly one. Uh, we got Thomas Farr here and he goes, there's a lesson here. And we have a tweet here from CZ and he goes, first Bitcoin, then dot, 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 dot. And we have Jack and he goes, Bitcoin. And then Michael Saylor and he goes, hashtag Bitcoin. And then Jack Mollers and he goes, hashtag Bitcoin. Wait, what's the second best? There is no second It best. is Bitcoin only. Bitcoin, not shit coins. Bitcoin, not crypto. Bitcoin is the thing that is changing the world. And a lot of shit coiners have learned their lesson the hard way. And I'm sure more and more will learn the hard way as well. But if you want to protect yourself, you want to avoid the headaches, just save in Bitcoin. Download a Bitcoin wallet <coughs> and save in Bitcoin. And then get your friends and family to save in Bitcoin as well. Anyways, last meme is by Maxi's Club. And it goes 587. Wow. And uh, we got all you 80 IQ Bitcoiners in the chat. You know, a little Pepe holding his Bitcoin. And then we got all the girls here going to be coming after you. He goes, oh, my God, he's here. He's so cute. Is he single? And the 80 IQ Bitcoiner just like shocked. Just wow. Uh, Wait, I guess one of stats maybe one, did help. One of, one yeah, of so the girls. The told me. Yo, oh, okay. So one story. of the and girls. And there's another one. One of the girls that I interviewed, um, I told her, I was like, how can we make Bitcoiners less annoying? And she was like, just give it away. Just give it away to us women. There has to be, <laughs> they have to give their Bitcoin away to sugar babies because sugar babies are amazing and women deserve everything. I was like, based. <laughs> like in woman wait, 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 wait. Miami, Miami confirmed. You're talking to people <laughs> in Miami. Okay, say yeah, less. Yeah, I was like, I was like, okay, okay. So like, basically we just have to buy your love and affection. That, that's, people have done that throughout all of, all of time. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Fun, sexy, cool. This is part of, I don't make oh, the rules. Man. I don't oh, make the goodness. rules, guys. Sophie is <laughs> never, not recreating never, the wheels. Never share your 24 words. I ain't saying she's girl. a sat digger, but a sugar baby is definitely going to become a sat digger. Okay, anyways, guys, uh, drop your meme review score in the chat as we cover hours live and uh we will review it live all right mine is um i hung out with my buddy joe i'm actually going to go hang out with him for thanksgiving i'm gonna do friendsgiving with him and he uh he hooked me up with a bunch of bitcoin books and and the bitcoin magazine uh the latest re releases but i was super hyped when he gave me this one shouts out to mark goodwin the bitcoin dollar an economic mono myth i have yet to fully dive into this but this is one that I that I've been meaning to read. I read the intro. 
uh, Mark's the go. Absolutely love him. He's uh, editor at large at the Bitcoin magazine, and I can't wait to read his book. Anyway, so what's your meme review score? Uh, my meme review score is this energy protection energy saver trick uh, chip. This is uh, an anti-radiation sticker that I bought on Amazon, and I've stuck it on to like all of my electronics. What's, so that what's it do? It like I, I honestly eliminates don't know radiation what it does, or something. But like when I hold it, it makes me feel better. It's I, I think it's like not real, but apparently it absorbs radiation from computers, cell phones, Wi-Fi, and. Uh, yeah, I, I'm on my phone all day, 24-7, well, so I just put brain this on. I'm not sure if it works, fried. but, but yeah, yeah. Someone debunked that in the chat. All right, anyways, yeah. any, <laughs> anyways guys, uh, while you're dropping your meme review scores, scan the QR code, support us by getting some of the merch. I do have some merch coming out for you guys. Yeah, let's. we have a model here for once. Uh, you know, you see Sophie's wearing the orange Simply Bitcoin hoodie. She does have the oversized one. She, I'm pretty sure she's got like the large XL one. We do have smaller sizes for you girls uh, and, the, and the, you know, the small boys out there. Uh, but we do have T-shirts. We have hoodies. We are working on getting you guys the hats. We are talking with some Bitcoin artists. We've been going back and forth on the latest design. It's coming, guys. Bear with us. We really appreciate it. And we really appreciate the support. It really does help us. Anyways, we're going to get some dope stuff for you guys so that you guys don't feel like we're just scamming you out of your sats. We want to provide value. Stack sats first and then stack shirts and Simply Bitcoin merch second. All right, guys. There is some meme review scores in the chat. Let's get to them. Hold on. Let me get to the top of them. All right. I think I got it. First meme review score is by Torup Hoddle, and he goes, meme score, future Bitcoiner baby names, but to be determined. Yes. Okay. Next one is by SailDog18. He goes, I give those memes five hickory smoked turkey leg. Oh, that sounds delicious. Okay. Next one mm -hmm. by Extemos. I give the memes a rocket shit to compete the shitcoin casino meme. Let's go. Oh, wait. Oh, is this a... Uh... Hold on. Hold on. Where'd it go? Where is it? Don't I love this super Get on board. <laughs> okay. All right. Hold on. Well, we'll we'll restart the music, but I'll get back to it. All right. Igor, meme score. Funds are confiscafu. Yes, Matthew J. Meme review score one. Simply Bitcoin. Yes, Matthew. I know. I'm getting you. I'm getting it for you. Just uh, just bear with me. Ron P. Score one extra serving of cranberry sauce is the score. Nigel Lowry, meme score, seed on a titanium plate, not a gold digger. <laughs> okay. Love that. Uh, Planet Earth, meme score, bullish on Bitcoin families, more Bitcoin babies. Let's fucking go. Oh, okay. This one this one I can kind of read. For once, I can read the score. Opti's digital IDs, Mr. Mr. Opti Fields, cantillionaire boyfriend. Score, CZ did nothing wrong, won't spend any time in jail. The customers are always to blame. Take personal responsibility, not your keys. Not your coin. Oh, my God. Uh, Sona Satoshi, meme review, shotgun wedding in Vegas. Going to be lit. Let's go. Docs. Uh, Kiwi boy, I give the memes a bowl of yams. I hate them. Dang, they were that bad? Okay. Uh, Father Sardushi, meme score, buy more sats. Yes, this is the way. This is the way. Uh, no, that's a, that's a double up. Okay, let me go to Rumble. 
see. We got a few here. So UTXO, I give the memes a 100% safe and effective radiation <laughs> sticker. <laughs> All right. Uh, more ran scores. Self up front more. Okay. More so. We can do that. And last but not least, Narwhal Tacos. I give those memes a rumble flippening viewer god candle rocket ship get on board. Okay. We can do that. We can do that. Rocket ship, get on board. So Let's go. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. The music wow. is sending me, dude. Like, <laughs> all right. All right. Well, so thanks for filling in today. Uh, I guess we'll give the audience what they want and we'll bring Sophie on again as soon as, as soon as, uh, maybe next week. No, what? Two Wednesdays from now. We'll see. I'll bring her back on. We'll make sure we have Soph back in. We'll make sure that the the real Nico Jones is on the show, a.k.a. Internet Sophie. All right. Soph, uh, what do you got in the works? You got some shorts popping off for us? or I will be dropping some more shorts. Um, I am also dropping a skit, what it's like to orange pill your parents throughout the years. So that's going to be funny and hopefully not cringe um then what else we have unconfiscatable coming up and uh you're not gonna want to miss it you're gonna definitely want to come through to las vegas and have a sick time with us um we're, we have some stuff in the works <laughs> let's go absolutely absolutely gonna be a great great time in vegas anyway sophie thanks for showing up thanks for hanging out with us guys I think we're doing a show tomorrow for Thanksgiving. I haven't actually talked with Nico about this, but I, I'm guessing we're doing some shows for the end of the week. But if not, and for whatever reason, we don't do a show Thursday or Friday. I just want to say happy Thanksgiving. We are super thankful that you guys show up. Even all of our trolls that constantly give a shit in the chat. We love you guys too. Wouldn't be here without you guys. As long as we're doing Whatever we can to make Simply Bitcoin better, I am all for it. Happy Thanksgiving. I hope you guys eat well, hang out with your loved ones. Of course, Orange Pill, your friends and your family, accept these ideas. Don't be unbearable, though. Just when, they, when, the, when the opening is there, when the gate is there, you smash them with that Bitcoin signal. All right, guys. We love you guys. Like, share, subscribe. Spread the Bitcoin signal, all Bitcoin signal. It's about fighting this information war with memetics because we have the truth on our side and we have the best money and the normies out there just don't know. Yes. As planet earth says, nothing stops this train. Everyone is going to wake up. Everyone will adopt Bitcoin soon enough. And we are the frontline soldiers. So continue to spread the signal on that note. Happy Thanksgiving guys. I, we should see you tomorrow. I'm not exactly sure, but if not, I love you guys. We're thankful for you guys showing up. We're going to continue to give you guys that signal. Peace out.